doubt can be present while you are exuding confidence because it is your decision to go in spite of your doubt that makes your confidence bigger and so much more potent. It is not about being ready. It is not about being good at it. It is not about being the most skilled. It is about being the most willing, the most brave, the most courageous. Eventually, you're sitting in that same meeting and you're like, this doesn't feel that hard anymore. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. I am very, very, very excited about today's episode because this is part, I feel crazy saying this, but today's episode is part of a six-part episode series on building confidence. I feel like a total nut slash so excited to be doing this series on confidence (laughs) that has six parts. The reason why it has six parts is because I knew I wanted to do a solo episode all about confidence. The last time that I did a solo episode on confidence was in the first season of the podcast. And since then, my views and my perspectives and my own confidence has changed and evolved and shifted and grown drastically. And I was outlining a new episode and thinking about what I wanted to share with you and what I wanted to include in that episode. And I just kept adding things and adding things and adding things. And I'm not very good at like saving my ideas for later. Whenever I get like more ideas than can fit in one episode, I tend to like stretch it out. So we're going for six parts, baby. Hope you're excited. Welcome to the party. This is going to be a lot of fun and I think really helpful for you if you are on this journey of building confidence. So buckle up, get excited, and before I jump in to part one, and before I kind of like walk you through all of the parts that are coming to get you excited, please come join me in the private Facebook group. That group is growing every day. I am in there live twice a week, sharing mindset information, helping you learn to harness your own thinking and your own perspective on yourself to progress faster in your career sharing practical tips and tricks and advice for your professional evolution. And it's a wonderful place to connect with other women and to not be so alone in this journey. I know that listening to podcasts as a podcast listener myself, it's very comforting. Like it can feel really good to just like be alone in your room and press play. And I get that there. That is needed. That is a need that I have. And I understand that so deeply. And as I've become a coach, deepened into my own coaching work and my own understanding of what drives actual sustainable change, actual growth and confidence, what I have come to in a very significant way is that we don't grow 
and build this confidence and have these changes. We don't do it alone. We can't do it in a vacuum. And so by joining communities, by becoming part of something, you're getting out of that aloneness, out of that isolation, right? And you're showing yourself that you belong, that you're part of this journey, that you're part of this community. So I would welcome you in the Facebook group. I would love for you to join me in there. I will link it below or you can go on Facebook and just search The Art of Speaking Up. And I hope to see you there. And now we're talking about confidence and I'm waving my hands in the air because this is one of my favorite topics. This is by far like one of the most in-demand topics, you know, that gets like the most downloads on the podcast and the most interest from you all. And it makes sense. You're smart. You wanting confidence is deeply smart and insightful because it is the thing that is going to take your career forward. Confidence, learning to feel strong, learning to like yourself, even with all your flaws and messiness, learning how to show up powerfully, learning how to feel powerful. All of that is way more powerful than any skill you will learn, any framework you will learn, any training you will attend. None of that stuff moves the needle in the same way that confidence does. And I'm so excited to take you through this six-part series. I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're ready for it. So I'm going to quickly walk you through what the six parts are, and then I'm going to dive into today's part which is the definition of confidence, my definition of confidence, how I work with this definition in my own life, in my own evolution, because I am constantly evolving and constantly growing my own confidence, and how I work with my one-on-one clients. So part one is all about the definition of confidence, and I'm really also gonna be distinguishing it from competence. And I think it's so easy to intermingle confidence with competence, they even sound the same, (laughs) they even sound intermingled, right? So I'm gonna be distinguishing those two from one another, and while they certainly impact each other, there's a relationship between confidence and competence. They're actually different things, they're separate, And in you seeing their separateness and acknowledging that, it will empower you to build confidence faster because there is a really good chance that you're waiting to feel more competent until you really go after confidence with that belief and that inner fire. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in part one. Part two, I'm going to be talking about feelings and confidence, the relationship between feeling good and confidence, the relationship between feeling bad and confidence, because there is so much misconception around this. Confidence does not equal feeling good all the time. Sometimes confidence doesn't feel good. Sometimes building confidence doesn't feel good. And sometimes it does. But we have to understand that relationship because if you're not in tune with how your own feelings interact with your own confidence building process, then it's really, really easy to get stuck or get in your own way or even like think that you're on the wrong path when things start to get hard. So that's part two. Part three, I'm walking you through my concept of confidence 1.0 versus confidence 2.0. And I'll share more when we get to that episode. Part four, I'm walking you through the confidence cycle, which is how I approach my own confidence building and how I guide my clients and how I guide you through this and some of my content. Part five, I'm going to be talking about misconceptions about confidence and what I see people thinking confidence is that is having them stay stuck. 
And part six, I'm going to talk about the difference between building confidence alone versus with support as part of a community, with a coach. If you're trying to figure out if you need help, this one will give you tons of insight into that. And those are the six parts. And I hope you're excited. And now we're going to get into part one. Finally, are you pumped? I'm ready. Okay. So this is my definition of confidence, and I like it because it's worked really well in my life. And in my quest for building confidence, what I have personally struggled with most is the tension that I feel between wanting to push myself, go out of my comfort zone, show up big, show up bold, show up powerful, be strong. I feel a tension between that part and the part of me that wants to be gentle on myself and give myself space and allow room for learning and flaws and imperfection. And what I have come to is that both can exist together. There is room for both. There can be a wild, ambitious fire to be your best and grow into like that powerful version of yourself that you know you are. And we can have patience with ourselves and gentleness and we can be kind to ourselves. Both of those can exist together. And my definition of confidence has really allowed me to hold both of those. And it has allowed me to ride the ebbs and flows of feeling strong and having things go well and feeling really good versus feeling really crappy and being in a period of struggle and going through hard things. And with that, I'm gonna walk you through my definition which I feel so excited about. I feel so excited because it's, gosh, it's at the core of so much of what I talk about on this show. So my definition of confidence is only four words. It is just four words. My definition of confidence is the willingness to go. It is the willingness to go. Here's how I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the classic board game, Monopoly. I don't know which piece was your favorite, but I do remember when I played Monopoly as a kid, we would fight over who got to be the hat. Everyone wanted to be the hat. No one wanted to be the dog, which is like so weird. I love dogs. But I'm sure you remember if you've played Monopoly when you're setting up the game, everyone chooses what piece they want to be fight over the hat. <laughs> I feel like there's also like a cute little iron. I was definitely the iron. Ugh, my sister always got the hat. You know, when you have an older sibling, they always get what they want. But anyway, you take all the pieces and you line them up on the go, right? And you're sitting on go. And it is not until you roll the dice and move your piece into the board that you're in the game. And for me, confidence is when you step out of go and you get into the board. You get onto the board, into the game. You're part of the game. All confidence means is your willingness to be in a moment, whether that moment is a meeting, whether it's a job interview, whether it's you sitting at your desk about to hit send on an email that you feel afraid to send. It is about that moment, and it is about your willingness in the moment to go. Whatever go means in that moment. It could mean 
hitting send on the email. It could mean taking yourself off of mute when you're on a Zoom call. It could mean simply speaking and saying the thing that you need to say to the person across from you. For a lot of my clients, what that go means is saying, hey, during our next one-on-one, I wanted to have a conversation about my career progression. I'm preparing some stuff. Is there anything you'd like to see? For a lot of my clients, that's what it means to go. And this idea of go, I really want to deepen into it so we can feel it together, so I can feel it, so that you can feel it. Because it is a feeling, truly, that when you learn how to create will have such an enormous impact on your career and on how you feel about yourself and on what you're able to accomplish. I want you to think about just like Monopoly, but like slightly different when we were young kids and we'd play games, you know, and it'd be like, whose turn is it to go? Am I going to go? Are you going to go? Who's going to go? Right. I want you to think about situations where you're with a group of people and everyone's waiting around and it's like, who's going to go? Who's going to go first? Are you going to go? Am I going to go? Confidence is the willingness to go. It's when you're the person who's like, all right, I'm going to go. Right. That's the energy, that's the feeling that you bring when you're in the meeting and you're like, I'm going to say it, I'm going to go, right? Or you're prepping for the job interview and the moment comes and you join the conversation and you have to make a choice. Am I going to like self-sabotage and show up small or am I going to go? Am I going to go into this thing? It's that instance, it's that moment where you make that choice. And this is what leaders do. Leaders have an incredible capability to go, to go first, to go when things are uncertain, to go and lead and have others walk behind them. And your ability to go in uncertain circumstances, in difficult circumstances, in new circumstances, not only defines your confidence, but it also defines the capacity and the scope with which you can lead. So confidence is the willingness to go. And all it means is that I'm in a situation and I'm willing to take action. I'm willing to do the thing regardless of how I'm feeling. And what's so important about my definition is that I distinguish confidence completely separately. It is a completely separate thing from competence, and it is a completely separate thing from results. So you could feel wildly incompetent. You could be in a situation that you suck at. I have been in so many of those throughout my career. It is not the fact that you suck at it that defines your confidence. It is the fact that you are willing to go. You are willing to do it. That defines your confidence. And you can only ever get good at something and build that competence by being willing to go, by being willing to do it before you're good at it. And I think so often the mistake that gets made here is thinking that if I don't feel ready to go and if I don't feel competent, then how can I go? How can I speak up? How can I do the thing? I'm not ready. That's where the confidence comes in. It requires far more confidence to be willing to go when you aren't the expert and you aren't the most senior person in the room and you aren't the one who's the best at it. 
That requires way more confidence than speaking up and going and doing the thing when you're the junior person in the room, when you're not as good, when you're struggling, when you're dealing with doubt. Doubt can be present while you are exuding confidence because it is your decision to go in spite of your doubt that makes your confidence bigger and so much more potent. It is not about being ready. It is not about being good at it. It is not about being the most skilled. It is about being the most willing, the most brave, the most courageous. And the beautiful thing about this is it is that willingness to go that builds your competence over time and gets you into a virtuous cycle of growing confidence. Think about it. If you're sitting in a meeting and it feels scary and it feels unfamiliar for you to be speaking up and you don't feel like the expert and you don't feel like the strongest, most confident person in the room, but you're willing to go, you're willing to practice confidence. What will happen is you will do that over and over and your competence will grow. And as your competence grows, your willingness to go, to speak up, to do the scary thing will get higher and higher and higher. So when you show up and you go and you speak up and you do the thing when it feels hard and scary and uncertain, you are like putting equity in the bank of your own confidence and eventually that equity adds up just like an equity on a mortgage right for a house eventually you own the house eventually you're sitting in that same meeting and you're like this doesn't feel that hard anymore and that is the journey and that competence that you build doing it over and over and over fuels your action and makes going easier and now you are ready for the harder thing the bigger room the promotion the next thing right because the thing that used to be hard is easy and now you need to harness fresh confidence for your next challenge because now that this thing has become easy you are now ready to move on to the next thing and so confidence does not equal competence But confident action builds your competence. And as you build your competence, your confidence grows as well. And that's when you gain mastery. And that's when you become ready for the next thing. Confidence has nothing to do with the results that you get. You can make a fully confident and brave effort and spectacularly fail or really not have the outcome you wanted that contributed to your confidence just as much as the times when you got the outcome you wanted because confidence is the willingness to go and when you're willing to fail you're willing to go the more you're willing to fail and the less scared you are of failure the more that you're willing to go so your confidence is directly correlated with your tolerance your appetite and your openness to failure. This is not what most of us want to hear. Most of us want to hear that confidence is all about feeling good, right? And I'm going to talk about this in part five, misconceptions about confidence. But your confidence growth is directly correlated to your willingness to fail. And as you go, as you're willing to go, as you do the thing, and as you fail, your competence grows so much faster. 
In my theater journey, I've been studying comedy. I've been studying something called clowning, which is like this unstructured comedy where you just like get on stage and just it's not like stand up, really. You just got to do things and make the audience laugh. It's like improv, but with fewer rules and fewer structure. So it's way scarier. And the first thing we learned in order to build confidence on stage, like to have the courage to get up there, it is scary. It is terrifying, right? So to have the courage to do that, we went through class after class after class where we were just failing. And we were given exercises by our instructor that were literally designed to have us experience failure. And it was so fascinating to watch what happened with my classmates, to watch my own experience. But we went through like a bunch of classes that like didn't feel that good and like weren't satisfying. And we felt like we were doing it wrong and like it didn't feel good. It felt awful. It felt crappy. It wasn't like what we were imagining. And then all of a sudden we did that over and over and over again. And like something shifted in the entire group where we were able to get on stage with so much honesty, so much courage, so much vulnerability, because we had been through so much failure that it was no longer scary, it no longer stung, we stopped avoiding it. So we were really willing to go. We were just willing to go in a way that we weren't before we experienced all that failure. And this is a really important question to ask yourself in your career, on your journey of building confidence. Ask yourself how much failure you're willing to tolerate. How many times are you willing to get it wrong? How many times are you willing to not look quote unquote smart in the room? Because that will dictate your appetite for confidence. That will dictate your willingness to go. But it is through facing those quote-unquote failures that you stop being so afraid of it. You realize you can handle it. And then it frees you to be willing to quote-unquote go and do the things that have a higher risk of failure. And here's something that is really important for you to know. Like if you want to get like a super high executive position, like Let's say you want to get to like an SVP level um, or a C-suite level, you know, like you want to get all the way up. There's no way to get to those roles without at some point making a big leap, being willing to go, being confident enough to make a leap, knowing that you don't have 100% of the skills for the role, right? Knowing that there are places where you're going to mess up and fail. I know we have to like put on these perfect personas in a work environment, right? We all have to pretend like we're doing things perfectly. But let me tell you, (laughs) people mess up. Executives mess up. They mess up big. We don't always see it. I have seen it. And it's part of their growth. You can't have big impact and big evolution and big leaps in your career without that ever happening. And so it's really, really good to open yourself up to that now. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that it's it's going to feel good. It's not. It, failure doesn't feel good, right? I have gotten so good at failure. I've gotten like my failure tolerance has gotten so high. And it still stings when I feel like I failed. It still stings when I don't get the outcome I want. I still have a little voice inside that's like, oh, you look stupid, right? 
it's not fun, but it gets so much easier. You get so much better at managing it and it takes so much more to knock you down. It is so worth it. That is why I do what I do. That is why I sometimes will push my clients to uncomfortable places, places they don't like. And they sometimes will ask, like, why why are we looking at these bad feelings? Like, why are we dissecting this thing that didn't go well? Because when we build the tolerance to be in that failure, to not run away from it, we become so much less afraid of it. We stop avoiding it. We stop trying to be perfect. We stop being so, so scared of risks. So confidence is just the willingness to go even when you're not good, even when you're not ready, even when you're not the most competent, even when you know you're probably not going to get the results that you want, even when you fail, it's still adding to that bank of your confidence, still building that equity on that mortgage of confidence. When you get off of that go square in Monopoly and you enter into the game, you have already reached your next phase of evolution because what you are communicating, what you are exuding is I'm willing to play. I'm willing to play the game. I don't know what properties I'm going to land on. I don't know if I'm going to get sent to jail. I don't know if I'm going to get bankrupt. I don't know if I'm going to land on boardwalk. I don't know if I'm going to like have to give all my money and like start like turning over my houses on Monopoly because I'm out of money. I don't know, but I'm willing to play. I'm willing to play the game. And that is confidence, the willingness to go. So ask yourself, how willing are you to go even when you're not ready even when it's uncertain the more that you feel not ready the more that you feel uncertain the more that you don't feel competent the more confidence you build that is part one and i am so excited to walk you through part two which is all about feelings and confidence and separating feeling good versus feeling bad from confidence because this is something that can really get you off track if you're not aware of the relationship between your feelings and your confidence. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. It is, as always, an honor to be in your ears. If you are ready to get support and if you are ready to get very dedicated and serious and almost systematized about your journey of building confidence, I would love to invite you to work with me one-on-one. You can learn more about my one-on-one coaching program on my website, which I will link below. And if you're thinking of working together, make sure to book your free intro session with me before the end of the month because my prices will be going up August 1st. But as long as you get your intro session booked before then, you will get in at my old rates. And I would be honored to connect with you and see if we are a fit to work together. I will drop the link below. You can learn more at jessgazitcoaching.com slash coaching. I am so happy to have you tuning in. I am excited for you to listen to this series and hopefully shift your views on confidence. I kind of want to rock your world. So I can't wait to do that five more times. I will catch you in part two. Have an amazing, amazing week. And we will talk soon. Bye.